You're listening to the Saturday Morning with Jack Tame podcast from Newstalk ZB. Now to catch up with our clinical psychologist, Dougal Sutherland from Umbrella Wellbeing. Kia ora, Dougal. Kia ora, Jack. Nice to speak to you. Yeah, nice to speak with you. It's um, it's a long weekend, Matariki weekend. Comes at a great time of year when most of us are feeling a bit blah in the middle of winter. But this morning we wanted to talk to you about the difficulties that many of us have in disconnecting from work. And I will put my hand up and say that I am like your prime suspect for this. I find it super, super difficult to turn off from work just at the end of the day and then and then turn on again the next morning. I find it really hard not to be on all the time. But this is something that affects quite a few people, right? Yeah, look, I, I'm a bit the same, um, and, and, and lots of people I know are the same. It's, you know, that ability to, to, you know, you can physically not be at work, but mentally you're still there, right? You're still, you know, planning, thinking, having that conversation, um, and, and not being able to switch off is actually not super good for us, which is maybe not surprising, really. Um, it's not good for our mental well-being. It's not good for our physical well-being. It's not good for our relationships, you know. You know yeah. what it's like trying to converse with somebody who's actually mentally not really there they're somewhere else so learning to switch off can be really helpful i think yeah okay so talk to us um about some of the solutions then that you might be able to you might be able to implement well there's lots of different things but i I thought i'd I'd share with you three of or my top three maybe um and and one refers back to our conversation a fortnight ago if you can develop the skill of mindfulness that's a very helpful uh strategy um noticing where your mind is and bringing it back to where you physically are so that that's one um Secondly, there's, there's one about developing rituals and habits and routines, if you like, that signal to your brain and your body that I'm not at work anymore. Um, for some people that can be, I've heard of things like going home and having a shower and changing clothes so that that's like a signal, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not at work. Um, my favourite one is I was talking to a guy who I know who has worked from home for a very long time and he does what we call a fake commute. Um, ah. So. In, at the end of the day, he uh, yeah. he walks out. So he's working at home, right? And he yeah. walks out of his front door, walks down to the uh, to the bus stop, uh, walks back from the bus stop, and walks in his front door and goes da da. Well, I don't know if he actually says da da. but he, he he walks in the front door and goes, "I am now home." And huh. I think he does change his clothes too. So that's a, just a really nice. Um, almost a, a full stop, saying yeah. to brain and body, "Hey, I'm 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 at home now." Isn't that interesting? See, I find, um, like I say, I'm terrible at disconnecting, but I do find that uh, riding my bike to and from work Mm. can be quite helpful and that just having the wind in my face and having that commute, even for me, I live pretty close to town, so it's only, you know, 10 or 15 minutes. But even just having that time, if I, you know, maybe listen to a podcast or something that takes me out of my kind of work frame of mind, have a bit of wind in my face, get outside, feel the elements, um, that can be quite helpful, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you have the same thing, but lots of people who I talk to talk about doing something similar with running or walking, and they spend maybe the first five or ten minutes almost like sifting in their brain as, as almost like a snow globe, and all the, yeah. all the snow just gradually settles. And so then by the time you're home, uh, th- things feel a bit more settled. I don't know whether you get that on a bike as well. Possibly Yeah, you maybe. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, and so so these strategies are quite helpful too if you use them. I mean, in reverse, right? You, you mean like reattaching yeah, to work as yeah. well? Yeah, 
Yeah, absolutely. So, so switching off is really helpful for us, and then so is what we call reattaching to work in the morning, um, and and after a weekend, like a long weekend, we're in Mataliki at the moment. So, reattaching on a Monday morning is really helpful. Um, and and weirdly enough, some research came out at the start of the year that said if you reattach when you're particularly tired, if you've had a really bad night's sleep, yeah. reattaching to your work first thing in the morning is actually really helpful for combating some of that effective tiredness and, and getting you into the groove with work. So, okay, sorry, explain that to us. So if you if you are deliberate about reattaching in the morning, so you have your yep. kind of, you get up, you're feeling a bit grouchy, you've had a, you've had a crappy sleep, you have a coffee or whatever, yep. have breakfast, yep. right, it's time to go to work and you have something that really gets you back into work mode it can kind of it can it can soften the impact of that tiredness oh yeah that's a that's a really nice way of putting it softening that impact yeah so it's about uh sitting down with your coffee or your or you know arriving at work or even before you go into work depending on where you want to do it is sitting down and actually looking perhaps at your calendar and your to-do list for the day doing some planning and prioritising, thinking, okay, what have I got to do? Oh, yeah, that 11 o'clock meeting's going to be tricky. I need to prepare for that. Uh, okay, and I'm going to finish at 3 o'clock and I have to go and pick up the kids or whatever I've got to do. So just mentally re-engaging uh, helps you, it, it helps productivity, and it does, as you put it really nicely, soften the effect of the tiredness, mm. um, which you wouldn't necessarily think of, and it's probably the thing that people don't want to do, right? It's like, oh, God, the last thing I want to think yeah, about is yeah. getting back into work. Um, so it's bit counterintuitive but really helpful no it's so good hey do you have a position on emails at home and emails on your phone uh that that's i personally don't have them on my phone uh, right. I, I do have them on my ipad so that's sort of cheating uh, slightly but yeah, it means yeah. that i can't be i have to be really deliberate if i want to work if i want to look at a work email um, and, and the, the literature around that is kind of mixed. Sometimes it say, hey, it's really useful not to get emails at home. And I think France has passed a law that you're not supposed to get emailed uh, at, at home. Um, but, but some of the research suggests that giving people the autonomy, their ability to decide for themselves when and where they can read emails is probably really important. So if I feel like I've got some control over that, that's yeah. probably the key element. Um, so that's for me, I, just, I choose to control that by not having email on my phone. Uh, but I can access it if I want to reasonably. Yeah, yeah. So you're not completely isolated necessarily. No, and look, if, uh, one of those things, if people really want to get hold of me about something super important, yeah, yeah. they can get hold of me, right? People can ring me or they can text me. But yeah, yeah. yeah, it's just a way I like to sort of try and sort of demarcate that line between work and home. Yeah. No, very nice. Hey, thank you so much. Cool. Those are really practical nice tips. Fun. And um, yeah, thanks, cool. Dougal. That is uh, clinical psychologist Dougal Sutherland from Umbrella Wellbeing. For more from Saturday Morning with Jack Tame, listen live to News Talk ZB from 9am Saturday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.